Let's talk about medical ethics. When it comes to healthcare disparities and barriers to culturally competent care, there is not a quick fix to this problem. With ethically sourced, I will discuss and share some of the literature regarding these all too important issues that are affecting communities of color and other at-risk groups. The Black Doctors podcast has done an amazing job of providing inspiration to its target audience, which is students aspiring to graduate education, as well as other folks that just need a little boost of inspiration. This offshoot is the second part in a two-pronged approach. Through Ethically Sourced, I will present information and resources that you can proactively use to affect the care that patients receive. I hope that generating discussions on clinical medical ethics and culturally competent care will have a positive impact in the lives of patients that look like me. Let's start by talking about the importance and significance of race in clinical presentations. The subject matter for this episode comes from the American Medical Association Journal of Ethics. Uh, it was an article published in June of 2014. There is comments made by uh, Dr. Thomas Feineken. Anyone who's spent any time studying in medicine or working in a hospital knows the significance of the one-liner that's given during a report or on rounds. Starts off something like this. This is a 76-year-old female presenting with abdominal pain. I remember as a third-year medical student rounding on the surgical oncology service with Dr. Wayne Frederick. He is a surgical oncologist. He's also the president of Howard University at the moment. And I rounded on one of the patients he'd operated on. He'd done a Whipple procedure. And during my presentation, I started off in a way in which I'd been trained. I think I learned this during one of the um, clinical sessions that we would have in our sim center. This is a 45-year-old African-American male. At that point, Dr. Frederick stopped me and addressed the entire group, myself and my uh, medical student classmates. He asked me, what what is the significance of this patient being an African-American male? And, you know, I thought for a second, I tried to answer the question as best I could, but obviously the point Dr. Frederick was making was that there really wasn't any significance and including this patient's race in that one-liner and in the case presentation. He explained that during his fellowship, I believe he went to MD Anderson, and, and being one of few residents or fellows in a program that looks like you, um, you start to pick up on, on different ways patients are presented and discussed. And he made the point that this patient's race did not really contribute to his clinical presentation or his care. And so why should I include it so prominently in my one-liner? So uh, since then, that was actually, actually the last time that I, I ever included race in a one-liner. Uh, but what is the significance of reporting race in this case presentation? Does reporting a patient's presumed race lead to better patient care. So when it comes down to race, first of all, we have to realize that race is a social construct. Um, Race is built off of the phenotypic traits, right? We're made up of a genotype. There's genes um, that make us up on a molecular level. Then there's phenotypes, which is an expression of that genetic material. Our phenotype deals with the amount of melanin that is expressed in our complexion, as well as other physical aspects. 
but the part that we can see are the phenotype. The color of one's skin is the phenotypic expression of their genetic makeup. Our society has chosen to perform these racial groupings, and, and they're all kind of man-made social constructs. Society, after making these different uh, segregated groups, tried to invoke some sort of biological difference based upon the features of different racial groupings. We're all very biologically different, but with the phenotypic expression of melanin, that was the creation of the black race. Now, one of the problems that occurs when we use this grouping and this description of race is that, um, you know, is this being self-identified by the patient or is this me as a medical student or physician affixing that label to the patient? To apply evidence from randomized trials, for example, in trials that have found significant differences associated with patient's race, race was usually assigned based on patient self-identification. So if we truly believe that race is relevant in providing medical care to patients, perhaps we should consider using that same criteria that they use in clinical trials of having patients self-identify their race. So if you feel so inclined to include race in your one-liner or report for a patient, ask them, Mrs. Smith, what race do you self-identify as? However, this usually isn't as simple as it sounds. Studies involving medical records have found that many respondents have trouble identifying with this concept of race and ethnicity as is understood by healthcare researchers, and they may describe themselves in ways that are inconsistent with the categories that are included in these databases. So if the literature or study is looking at distinct categories with races included as black, white, or other, a lot of people are unable to self-identify within those constructs. However, if we truly believe that race is relevant, we should be using the same criteria and having patients self-identify. The idea that each person can be assigned to one of a few objective racial categories by somebody else is inherently false. You can't just look at a patient and say, you are black, you are white, because especially at this point, our genetic constructs are, are so diverse. You know, if you've taken one of the 23andMe genetic reports, you'll see that you are probably made up of genetics from across the world. Race is far more complex and subtle than we initially uh, would, would, would have thought based upon this rough categorization of race. It's not just black and white. This reflects overall a bigger problem with case presentations. How often have you heard patients described as this delightful 86-year-old black female? It happens every day in hospitals across the country. But every single word in this one-liner has significance and can impact patient care and not for the better. First of all, this is our delightful 86-year-old black female. Do we own this patient? Is this truly our patient? Is she truly black? Did you ask her, ma'am, do you identify as black or African-American or, or any other race or, or ethnicity? 
technically, if you don't have a karyotype, is this patient female. And delightful is a word that kind of evokes uh, a feeling of positivity towards this patient. This patient is compliant and cooperative and will interact well with the medical team. How might this patient's care change or how might you bias the medical team if you label them as unpleasant or angry? All of these little words in this one-liner have a significant amount of meaning and it's something that we really need to look at as medical students, as residents, and even as physicians. Do the partners you work with use this terminology in their presentation? And as you work with uh, residents or, or trainees or medical students, let's start to make sure that we're using the appropriate terminology and using specific words because words do matter. They do have an impact on patient care. There was a small study in 1999 where house staff presentations at morning report were tabulated and race was specified more often and, and often more prominently and repeatedly during the presentation of black patients. Among patients to whom possibly unflattering characteristics were attributed, race was more likely to be specified for black, which was 10 out of 10 in their study, than for white patients, which was used four out of nine times for those patients. I feel sure that these house staff would honestly deny bias, right? Nobody wants to admit to being biased, but there is bias. There is implicit bias that we know all too well, and the unfavorable characteristics are often ascribed to members of racial and ethnic minorities. Under the system, no one benefits. You take somebody that has an implicit bias that they may or may not have recognized and you then trigger that implicit bias by describing the patient as a 56-year-old black male, a delightful 86-year-old female. You're predisposing that patient to whatever implicit bias the team may carry with them. Harm occurs when race is used as a proxy for characteristics that are stereotypically ascribed to members of a group. Just like the obligatory mention of age is intended to provide an indication of the patient's frailty. How often do we say a healthy 86-year-old or an 86-year-old? Both of those mean two very different things. Patient race is in general not clinically useful in knowing a patient, understanding a patient's disease, or creating a treatment plan. For a case in which it is relevant, perhaps uh, reporting race during physical exam uh, or as part of the social history may provide more benefit. So in your clinical day-to-day -day practice, I do challenge you to, to look at your presentations. Do you ascribe race to your patients? Do you use descriptors that perhaps you shouldn't, in which you may be triggering or invoking implicit bias from other team members? Everything we do and say regarding patients has the potential to impact the care we receive so we must be very diligent to ensure that we're providing the same care and the same descriptors for all the patients that we come into contact with. Thanks for listening in. In future episodes, we will be delving into the concept of race itself and further describing this and nailing down a definition and discussing its impact in research and other fields in healthcare and how it contributes to healthcare disparities.